0: Kala Studio headquarters in Galvin Fine Arts and Communications Center, Saint Ambrose University. Here to talk about um, the Q and A podcast. My name is Chris Reno. I'm sitting with Dave Baker and Alex Horton, two people I'd really like to thank for helping make this Q and A actually sound like something and not like what it sounded like in the past. This recording covers Marlene Sack and Christopher Murphy, two art majors that graduated last year. Their exhibitions were running concurrently, two different titles, let's go through that. Marlene Sack's painting show was called Fall for Me, exposing the intimacy of sleep. And Chris Murphy showed um, multimedia pieces uh, that utilized laser engravers and illustrator vector files. Uh, The show is called Pathways to Heaven, and we sat down to talk about their work and celebrate the show. Uh, So let's get to it. Thanks for joining us today for another one of our uh, Q&A podcast sessions. Today I'd like to Take a moment to thank both uh, Chris and, and Marlene for joining us, but also to thank all the seniors for hanging their work out in the front. There are actually two shows there's the senior honors show in this room, and there's also the um, senior show out in the, the more seats. So, uh, we try to get everyone represented on the walls a little bit. But today we're talking to uh, Marlene and Marlene Sack and Christopher Murphy, two senior honors students. What I'd like to do is maybe take a minute and let you both introduce yourselves and um, talk a little bit about how you got here. Uh, Anyone who wants to ask a question, please just ask a question, ask away, and we'll make it a conversation, okay? So let's start with Chris. Chris, do you want to talk a little bit about how how it is that you arrived in
1: this chair today? Um, So it was, I don't know, towards the beginning of last semester. And Renee kept like pushing me to, you know, uh, submit an application for this, and I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. And she's like, no, do it. And I'm like, okay. And so after, after some um, coercing on her part, uh, I agreed to. Um, <laughs>
0: And then, you had know, you been to any of the honors exhibitions in the past? I'd or? been
1: to them in the past, and I had tossed around doing it, uh-huh. but then it's just you know it's one thing to yeah yeah I'm in, I'm gonna do, it and then you know it's another thing where it's like no this is this is time to do it. So I I was I was hesitant too, mm-hmm. um, but you know eventually I was like okay I'll get the stuff together and I'll I'll get it done, and uh, so you know fast forward however many months after that. Uh,
0: and now I'm here. So a, s- a student in their third, depending on your situation, your third yeah. year, um, gets prepared to apply for this and, mm-hmm. and propose a project for the gallery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and this project is very, it's personal, right? I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not an assignment for anything. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's not. Is there even a credit involved? Is there an honors? You take one, you one credit, credit, one credit for doing it. So it's. <laughs> It's really not about the credits at this point. It's about you as an artist. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and it was a weird situation for me too because I actually graduated in like December. Right. Um, but you know, I was still given the opportunity to do this, and I think because of the one credit situation, I'm still technically a student here, which is weird. <laughs> um, no, it was awesome to have the chance to do it, mm-hmm. um, and it's you know something to work on something that's not just you know directly for an assignment you know it's not something that you have a ton of opportunity to do when you're in school Um, and so this was kind of a unique opportunity and so I'm happy that I I went for it and did it.
0: And so were you here um, your entire college career did you start and end here?
1: Um, I started actually at Scott Community College and I was uh, going to be an education I was an education major um, and I got my uh, elementary education It was an associate's degree from from Scott, Mm -hmm. and then I transferred here, and I spent about a week into the program, and I decided like, wait a minute, I don't think I'm going to be very good at teaching, (laughs) and so then I kind of went to went to Christian in like a panic. Like, well, I I I messaged I don't know I messaged I I messaged Christian out of like a panic because I kind of fell back into what I was what I did in high school. Like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing right now. I don't know. if I mean, going to major in art or anything, but I just need something to do right now because I've dropped all my courses and I still want to be a student here. And <laughs> I need to get into something right now. So, that what was, was it? What was the anxiety about being uh, in a classroom it or was, interacting with the You know, it editor? was it was actually um, I was I was I disagree quite a bit with like the way we teach now. I think it's too much focused, you know, like on students like passing uh, tests and everything, and then I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I kids. Just on experience based on, like, how, like my mom uh, raising or doing daycare, home child care for 20-some-odd years, seeing how kind of kids have progressed uh, through the years, they've kind of gotten, I don't, I don't want to say more. It, kids are harder to, I think they're harder to, uh, I don't know how to say it, but it, kids are harder to be around now <laughs> than, they, than they are now, than they were. Um, and so I wasn't sure if I could deal with it, and... That's one profession that I think if you're not 100% set on doing it, right. you shouldn't do it. And I just kind of felt like, I don't think I'm going to be good. I don't think this is what I want. And if I don't think it's what I want, I shouldn't do it. Yeah. So I decided against it. Yeah. So you started taking
0: art classes just to figure, figure things out? Before. Yeah,
1: I fell back on art, and then I fell back on what... So um, at Scott... Actually, before I took education courses, I was teaching, uh, taking computer science courses, mm-hmm. and so I fell back on art, art like what I did in high school, and I fell back on computer science courses, which what I did in uh, a bit of college, which is two things that I both kind of enjoyed. So I was taking some graphic design courses, some art courses, and then some kind of more computer science courses, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'll figure this out sometime when I'm in to uh, minoring in art history and almost getting computer science uh, minor, but not quite, hmm. you yeah. know. So
0: um, why don't you tell us a little bit about this project? Then you have this opportunity to do this thing. Does this tie in the work that you were already doing in assignments, or? uh
1: no. This was this was like a this was a new concept. Um, it was kind of tied. I went to uh private Lutheran school growing up, and so uh, I kind of grew up around you know the Christian faith and everything, and kind of uh, learned a ton about that. And then after kind of after it went uh, preschool through eighth grade, and after that I kind of fell off that um, and just kind of wasn't really sure what my faith was and everything, and so uh, that's always kind of been the background, but um, religion and faith in general has always been like an interest to me because um, although there are uh, a ton of different kind of belief systems throughout, uh, you know, the world, I think there's like a connective stream Uh, amongst most of them Mm. and I think the people that do believe in it there's a big commonality between that Mm -hmm. and that just kind of interests me and so it was just kind of that that kind of thought process that got me focusing on this but it wasn't connected to any kind of previous assignment or any kind of previous project that I'd worked on in the past it was just Mm. kind of a a new thing totally new thing yeah uh, and so let's just talk a little
0: bit about the specifics of the work here. We have five objects on the wall that uh, are all with the same title, hmm. "Pathways to Heaven," and the objects are. Do you want to talk a little bit about how these objects were made?
1: Oh, like how uh, I, I actually went about making like yeah, them. Yeah, because so they're not—they're
0: not paintings. They're not prints. They're some no. something in between or so other. That, th- yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no go, go ahead. No.
1: Um, but that was a, like an evolving process. I remember at the beginning of January when I met with Renee, I kind of pitched the idea of making a statue, and I think I talked to Joseph a bit about making a statue, and then I'm like, tried to make a statue just out of paper and everything. I'm like, I have no idea how to go about making a statue, and I don't think that's going to end well at all. So I decided against that. Sculpture's not kind of a strong point here. Well, no, well, yeah. Like, uh, I've never done that before. <laughs> Maybe for a senior owner show, I shouldn't attempt to do something that I have no experience with. Um, and so it kind of evolved, and I kind of pitched this idea of making like these boxes that are carved out on different sides, and then um, it kind of just kind of evolved into something more manageable of making, you know, five-inch panels and. Uh, The made of uh, composite board and kind of carved out. And uh, originally I was going to um, use resin to kind of make like a stained glass kind of effect Mm -hmm. and everything. But due to the fact that I have a weather is the worst um, and it has to be done outside, I couldn't find a time that was above like 55 degrees to actually have everything set up right. And Mm -hmm. so I end up taking this path of backing it with different colored paper, which I think actually worked out better. I actually think I think this works out super well, so I'm I'm, and it gives more depth to it. It's it's a different effect, but I think it's a I don't know a better. I don't know if it's a better effect, but I think it's a, I, I think it's an equal mm-hmm. kind of kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I, don't I don't I don't know. Sort don't. of, based on my
0: experience working with you on it based on what it could have been to what it is, I actually think it might have been worked out for the best. But now let's, for folks who don't know, talk them through specifically. How did you, did you draw these directly into the board? How did these shapes get cut out of the board?
1: So they all, they all, for, like they all start out as drawings. Um, by hand, and, hand drawings. By, yeah, by hand drawings and then. On, on paper. On paper, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then, They were scanned in the computer, um, kind of vectorized in Illustrator, um, then touched up a ton in some cases (laughs) um, based on the design. Um, And then it was taken to, I don't remember the name of the machine. A laser engraver. Yeah, a laser engraver. Um, um, And then after they were made into vector images and that cut through the board and then once I had the board... um, like I said, I attempted it to make it into a standing house, and then when that failed, or well, when I thought that was going to fail, I didn't actually attempt it with any of these. Um, I went and backed it with, I, I kept the same kind of color scheme that I was going to go for, but I, I went and got, you know, fine paper and uh, backed the uh, images up with that. And, and you're saying
0: that each of these images represents some Different twist on a on a religious system.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, just kind of it, it's kind of a melding of different um, kind of different religious art from a, various different types of um, various different religions. Um, I kind of one idea that I really liked um, is in like Islamic tradition. Um, a lot of their art is very geometrical, um, and they don't actually show any like personified. Face of God. It's just kind of uh, geometry that's represented, and then in like the grand, grander grander uh, uh, cathedrals and temples that they have, um, it's just um, these shapes that are just repeated agnosium, just again and again and again, um, and you just kind of stare at that, and it's just kind of supposed to rep- uh, kind of rep- represent just like staring off into you know the divine, um, and it's. They always they, it's always seems complicated, but it's always just a basic structure of different like repeating shapes and everything and so I kind of kept that idea I simplified it but I kept that idea um, and then um, I took kind of different religious uh, symbols and just kind of melted uh, melted them across the five um, each one of them kind of focusing on a different aspect of faith no. Um, yeah. So, how do you think,
0: how do you read these as a set of objects? I'm, I'm curious, you know, you, you say you sort of question, you're not quite sure where your faith is now and, you know, how much, what you believe or how you believe. How, are these to be objects that say, look all the religions, they they're coming from a similar source and so I'm trying to find what that source is for me is it saying these are all just artificial man-made systems how should we approach these objects I think it, I think it's work.
1: I think it's mostly the that first idea uh-huh. of kind of everything kind of coming from that same idea uh-huh. um, I think this, I think there's a lot of questioning about like what comes next after after this kind of after this life yeah. and everything and I think you know, I don't have an answer for that, but people who do firmly believe in um, in religion do have an answer for that. They know where they're going. They um, feel confident. They feel there. confident in that, and so um, I guess I guess it stems from that in a way. Um, both that kind of the connectiveness of the different like faith faith I can't speak right now, <laughs> faith systems. Yeah, um, <laughs> and. Uh, Kind of that idea of kind of basing it on artwork and, you know, design and architecture of people that knew for a fact or thought they knew for a fact about what yeah. comes next and kind yeah. of giving credence to that idea. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's it's sort of like for me, you know, I, I kind of look at them and I think, you know, they're very joyful might be a strong term but I think they're very um, they're very positive images mm-hmm. I mean they're objects they're objects that kind of make me feel good to be around them mm-hmm. you know it's the color it's the the way in which they're drawn it's the sort of whimsy like the, there's humor in them you know mm-hmm. so uh, yeah I, I wonder you know your statement statement in contrast, your statement is a little bit bleak, like, I don't know what's going to happen after I die, (laughs) you know? I don't know what's going to happen to me when I die. I I curl up in a a coil in my bed, and I'm scared to death because I don't know what's going to happen when I die, you know? But then I look at the objects, "Ah, the objects are cool, you know? So um, I'm I'm just curious about that. You know, there's there's a sense of doubt that drives them, but they, they create a little bit of uh, happiness.
1: I think I think it's a nice juxtaposition between that because I didn't want to I didn't want to make something that I don't know dis like dishonored uh, faith of any kind because I have a deep admiration for people that uh, have a strong faith, and so I wanted to bring I wanted to do something that kind of spoke to that and. Yeah, no, it it is kind, it is kind because of, kind of, I read through, I read through my statement again just a bit before being here, and there is there is a nice juxtaposition <laughs> between the two of them. But I, and and I, I think it
0: works. Uh, I mean, it's yeah, relevant. I mean, yeah. it's totally, it's totally yeah. uh, perfectly acceptable to have serious doubts about faith, and mm-hmm. uh, certainly if that were what's driving them, I completely understand. And that note, without any judgment of that statement, it's just—it's just curious mm. to feel the uh, the color, the yeah, the whimsy, the likeness of these objects mm-hmm. in comparison to that statement. i was curious mm. about that. So you you sort of say that you're you go to like a cathedral, like let's say you went to a, um, a European French Gothic cathedral, maybe, yeah, and uh, the 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 uplift, the mm. design, the mm. artisan, uh, the the craftsmanship the um, the beauty of the thing mm. you're approaching that and saying I don't have that same feeling myself mm. but just being in this space gives me some hope is that kind of I, I think word? I think I Where think just at?
1: being I think just being in that space you can kind of I don't know, get a sense of what of what those people think yeah I guess and yeah. even if you don't identify with that faith uh, as a matter of like this uh, I don't know. Personally. Even f- personally yes yeah. um you can still kind of you get where they're coming from and there's i don't know it, it, if you look at if you look at something it's hard not to be amazed and just kind of think that some of this was just made by people that one may never actually see the finished product product yeah. hundreds of years hundreds of years down the road yeah. um and then, just to identify with the fact that like these people were so sure of what they believe that they're going to devote everything that they have into making mm. something this beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I I I have, like I said, a deep admiration for that. I think that's I think that's incredible, and I think that's something that a lot of people don't have the commitment to do. Yeah.
0: I don't. Yeah. So. um along that line moving forward what's sort of what's your plan for folks we've uh, talked a little bit about it but i'm curious for you to talk a little bit about how you
1: plan to move forward with your art with your career I would, I would like to continue doing this well the first thing i want to do is i want to make another set of the same thing and actually try to make a glass version of it so then that'd be cool and that's just kind of just getting to finish off everything um, and then the next i kind of want i've tossed around a few ideas um, but I kind of want to expand on this, um, and I would like to go back and do like that the box idea of having different, of making you know panels like this, but kind of putting them together in like a three-dimensional oh, yeah. way. Sure. Um, so that's kind of what I'm thinking about now. Yeah. Cool. yeah. And uh,
0: graduating with a degree in graphic design. Yes. Uh, how? What? You hope to find a, a career? Go out into the world and design stuff for people yes that's the that's the plan that's in theory in theory in
1: theory any particular avenue along those lines that you're interested in um I'd like to get into marketing for a company Uh, I like the idea of uh, I don't know I I work in a bar so I sell a lot of things to people and so I like (laughs) like the idea of you know creating like an ad campaign you know helping you know with every stage of you know that helping to you know con- convey a message and to get people, you know, whatever kind of service it may be, you yeah. know, to kind of come and subscribe to yeah. whatever, yeah. yeah. So advertising and marketing, that's really sort of where
0: you'd want to take it. I think so, yeah, but. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, does anyone want to ask a question for Chris right now before we move on to Marlene? We'll circle back if we need to, but any questions at all for Chris about his work? All right, well, Marlene, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, how you got to be Excuse sitting me. in this chair today? doesn't necessarily have to be just the honors, but just everything. How did you come to be here today?
2: Um, well, I've kind of taken a winding path in mm. my education journey. Um, you know, I started at Knox College in Galesburg, and I studied art for two years, and um, I wasn't really getting a lot of fulfillment.
0: You were like, at Knox for two years? Yes.
2: Okay. From that and I I learned a lot, learned a lot about art, learned a lot about myself and life and I learned that I didn't want to be there and I wanted to have power and control over my life and so uh, I said, hi mom and dad, I'm coming home and so um, (laughs) then I finished up my associates at Scott and then all of a sudden I was like, oh what am I doing now? I I was a little nervous to go back to a private school, it was expensive and um, I was a little little apprehensive of what to expect, but um, I was guided by a teacher at Knox and she said Ambrose was for me. And She told me she got a good vibe from me. So I was like, I trust you. <laughs> if we are on the same wavelength, then I <laughs> then I trusted her right away. And so um, I ended up here um, very suddenly and um, I've really enjoyed my time at Ambrose. This is my sixth year of college. I'll be graduating in a couple weeks um, with an art education degree and art history minor.
0: So, art education and art history minor. Yeah, okay. And um, how uh, did you see honors uh, fitting into that?
2: Well, I guess when I first started here, I started taking painting. It was kind of um, prestigious from what I understood from you and from Kristen. And so... Oh, um, to do honors. Yeah, yeah, to do the honors show. And so I always had that in the back of my mind. And then I think I th- I started contemplating last year, you know, if I'm gonna do this, what am I gonna do? And um, then I, I talked myself out of it because everyone said student teaching is the hardest semester of your life. <laughs> you are gonna hate yourself. And I talked to other student teachers or art ed majors who had done this, and they were like, it was really hard, Mm -hmm. and so I kind of talked myself out of it, but then um, you gave me the confidence to just dive in. I ragged
0: on you long enough until you... Well, you just kind of... I think you just kind (laughs) of gave me that little...
2: I don't think... I think I wanted to do it, but I didn't believe in myself, and you said that you you thought I could do it, and so I was like, okay, well, I guess if Chris thinks so, that I can do anything, (laughs) so... So, yeah, I guess I really take the advice of the people I care about, and I respect really seriously um,
0: my mentors. So, Yeah, let me just take a second and say that both of our honor students this year worked really hard above and beyond um, in an untraditional way. Both of you worked in a sort of untraditional way. I mean, you were, you were graduated and working full-time out in the world. Uh, not an easy job bartending, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, long hours on your feet and, and trying to figure out your life and also doing this. And Marlene was working a job and doing student teaching and trying to finish honors at the same time so both of you took a not the not the most structured path that we would ideally see you know or the traditional path Let's say it that way like the four-year student who in their senior year takes honors in the last semester and finishes this, you both had to fight for it and I, I really appreciate the show that came out of you guys fighting for it so thank you Anyway, so so uh, student teaching, uh, teaching K through twelve yep. is your plan, and then and then making paintings like this. Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit? Like, what? How how do these paintings fit into the life that you're living? Um, how do they reflect the life that you're living? I guess
2: I think it was an easy topic for me. Um, all my paintings are about sleep. They're all portraits of me asleep. Um, just because I think because I've jam packed my life so much <coughs> that I. I do have some sleep issues (laughs) and so sometimes I'm like the only thing I I really want to do is sleep all I want to go do is go to bed so I'm like what do I like the most going to sleep so I'm going to paint about sleep but (laughs) in all seriousness though um, I really did want to talk about a part of my life that is more uncomfortable and kind of emotional Um, and you know to talk address things uh, about anxiety and depression and how they affect your sleep and being alone at night and sort of releasing this tension and taking off, um, uncovering yourself from the day. Um, it's a really intimate part that most people don't get to see, is a, is a sleeping part. So I really started formulating this idea of a voyeur coming in and uh, seeing me asleep and um, I was really looking at Eric Fischl a lot and then I kind of diverged from that path and became less about the room and less about the viewer, more about the emotional and the um, unconscious parts of myself um, being exposed through the body, through the form and through the dissolving kind of rooms and um, splattering paint where reality and the unconscious are melting together being this half awake half um asleep kind of feeling
0: hmm. so how, how does that work exactly in terms of the process of painting um that you're you're yes. making, making pictures of yourself but they're you sleeping so how do you make a painting of you sleeping
2: um well i had some little studio hands my siblings um <laughs> so what i would do is i would pose clothes pose clothed on my bed and I would say here take some pictures of me and so then I could get the form the arms where like more anatomical things where things were falling and then I also take pictures of myself I also have big mirrors in my room so that made it a little bit easier Um, and then I looked at pictures of artists that I admired as well of how they paint Um, and I made a lot of sketches of myself from the from the photographs and from... I meant to hang
0: those. I didn't get to
2: those. That's okay. From the photographs and from um, real life. And so I kind of um, melded that together so that I'm not just stuck on trying to recreate a photograph mm. or real life. I'm blending the two in a way and letting my imagination um, fill in the gaps where I haven't got it drawn already
0: Mm. so you work from a source material that gives you anatomical ideas or Mm -hmm. even the the, the photographs themselves even tie into the composition a little bit like you can see the photograph and yeah Mm -hmm. but then the way that you paint is sort of suggesting something of dreaming is that what you're saying the the splattering of the paint or the brushwork there is sort of giving a sense of a feeling or...
2: Yeah, there, it's definitely more visceral, emotional. Um, it's, it doesn't have to be naturalistic in the sense that this is what I look like when I'm asleep. This is how I, I feel the cascading, falling feeling of falling asleep or waking up or fighting in my dreams or being chased or, you know, actually having um, a quiet sleep for once. So certainly brush strokes and application of pain Uh, feed into that emotional feeling Mm
0: -hmm. Um, and you paint these in your you paint these in your bedroom Mm
2: -hmm. yep so I um, often sit on my bed while I paint them so it became (laughs) almost meta in a way yeah (laughs) I'm in my bed painting me in my bed
0: you just kind of pull a painting over you yeah. and just go to sleep. And that, yeah, and I would
2: I would like, you know, go to bed at night and then I would see the paintings and I'm looking at them, and they're like, paint me, paint me. And I'm like, no <laughs> I don't wanna
0: see you anymore. <laughs> oh man, wow. Um so how do you think painting like this is gonna um, what's it gonna do to your teaching? Do you teach art? Mm-hmm. Right? You're gonna be an art teacher, that's the goal. Yes. How do you think painting like this which is very adult and very complicated, very poetic, but not very, um, well, I guess poetic in its basic term means it's, it's complicated. There's no easy answer to it. it. It suggests complicated human emotions to have these, make a painting like this. How do you think that ties into the way that you'll teach art with kids? What do you How do you, how do you see that dialectic there, I guess?
2: I think that... I want to be an art teacher in a lot of ways um, because I felt lacking in my own art education in elementary and middle and high school. And so I think I want to um, really show students and young people that you do have complex thoughts and emotions and you are right to feel these things and there is a way to show them. And so I think as someone who cares about emotion and painting with feeling and and not being stuck on trying to make things that are instagram friendly and things like that Mm -hmm. um or even really child friendly i even though you know this is probably not something i would bring into my classroom the my i think sort of knowledge and understanding and um i do think I'm, i'm good at content and and trying to bring out these more complex ideas from younger kids and how do I you know trigger that in a kid to think a little bit deeper a little bit harder Hmm. and bring that out and and, you know if it turns out good it it turns out good but if it if it's the process that helps
0: yeah that's important right right to let them uh, get past the preconception of what a good good piece of artwork is and exactly. just let it be an honest piece of artwork maybe. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. That's interesting. Have you seen that already? Have you seen that in your student teaching? Have you experienced that at all?
2: Um, yes, um, because sometimes I, especially with the high school level, I feel like mm-hmm. there's a lot of reproduction of art that's already been made or all right. um, all right. I'm going to copy this logo that I found and so I certainly tried every avenue I could to say, no, you cannot copy someone else's work. You know, you may not use logos or copyrighted material. No, you cannot draw your favorite celebrity from Instagram. Like, you have to think a little bit further and harder about this. And I want you to tell me about the feelings that you have inside of you. And so I, I provided a lot of prompts like, draw a time when you felt lonely or, or mm-hmm. draw. Something that makes you happy that no one else knows about you, and 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 a little bit more than just drawing from life. Which, of course, I you know did as well, but yeah. it wasn't just about copying an image in a magazine or something like that. Right. I think it's important to to think so much deeper, and more emotionally than that, to mm. get more fulfilling art. Yeah.
0: That would be light years ahead of my high school art education as well, so <laughs> yeah. you can do that, I admire you, absolutely. Um, good luck with that. So you're on your way, you, you're applying for things, nothing's set yet, what, what you're going to do, where are you going?
2: No, I'm just trying to survive right now, yeah, <laughs> um, finish student Yep, all that, and um, I know I'll find my place, so I'm, I'm not too worried <laughs> about it. but. What's, it, your,
0: it, what's your outlook having gone through an education program? What's your outlook on getting out there and teaching art right now? The um, way?
2: There's, there are art teacher openings, and, and a lot of people say, oh, art's a hard field to get into, but the positions are there. Um, I'm not too worried about that Good. sort of thing.
0: Yeah, so. Cool. <coughs> um, yeah. cool. Any, any questions for uh, Marlene or, or Chris Anyone? about the work? That's good. Comments are welcome as well. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a, I love the work. <laughs> uh, these are oil paintings? Yes. Know? Oil paintings?
2: Yeah. Yep, these are all oil paintings.
0: Cool. Alright, well, if that's the case then we'll, we'll, we'll say thanks again for your efforts this year and congratulations. You are both uh, officially bestowed uh, senior <laughs> honors today by us yeah. in this room, and uh, we look forward to you walk. You walk. You will walk this. Spring I already walked. No, I've you been, already walked. Been there, done that. Yeah, yeah. you're done with that. Right. No, no. And you'll walk this spring. No. No. you won't. Well,
2: I'm graduating, but I'm. I'm saying that's one got. more thing that I have to do, and I'm not going to do. It. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. I don't want to
0: do it. Huh?
2: No, I'm you made tired, me go so get a
0: gown, and you're not going to go walk.
1: Okay. I would say it, it's, it's worth doing. Go. I wasn't oh. going to walk at all, and then my parents walked me into it, and it ended up being it ended up being worth it. So You uh, should. It's uh, too uh, late, I late
2: now. I gotta. It. I gotta sleep.
1: like.
0: That's fair. That's fair. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks again. This has been Q&A recorded in the Cadditch Gallery at St. Ambrose University in Davenport, Iowa. The Cadditch and Morrissey Galleries are located in the Galvin Fine Arts and Communications Center at 2101 North Gain Street between Locust and Lombard. All content of this podcast is the exclusive property of St. Ambrose University copyright 2017 and may not be utilized without expressed written permission.